right, everybody. Welcome to the Pastimes Podcast. Uh, each week we go through an old newspaper from a random date in history picked out by Dave Anthony. I'm Gareth Reynolds, and I've never seen it before, and neither is our guest this week. The great Dave Holmes. Hello, Dave. Hi, everyone. How are you? Hi. Good. I was just saying you're, uh, I think, probably like our third, second timer. So it's wow. it's big. You have that going so on. So happy to be back. So and happy you're to be the, back. And the editor of Esquire, which is... I'm not uh, the editor of Esquire. Editor, yeah, you editor. Are. We just and promoted editor. you. We promoted you. Yeah. He's oh, I don't want that job. I don't want that job. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been? You've been at Esquire for a while, huh? I have, yeah. I've been there since 2015. I love it. I absolutely yeah. love it. And your Twitter and your good. social media are all Dave Holmes with an Yeah, I'm at Dave Holmes. You know, I'm I'm stay I, you know, I'm still checking Twitter. What do you call it? Isn't do you it? call it Twitter? I'm never gonna call it X. I'll never call it X. No, I won't either. I call it X in the way that I like refer to it as something that I used to care about and no longer really do. Like it's my ex. But outside of that, mm-hmm. I really yeah. I'll never be able to He's just an idiot. It's very, I like the people that are like, well, clearly he bought it to destroy it. And I'm like, no, you just have to accept that there's really rich people who are really dumb. That's yeah. That's what you need to wrap your head around is that you it's can be amazing. really rich and stupid. You, in fact, almost can't be really rich and not be really stupid. Mm-hmm. You do get to a point there's where... Certainly- yeah. You just, you think, you know, especially if you are born with great wealth, you just really believe, like, you you never hear the word no. Yeah. And, you know, and people take a real interest in you that makes you just feel confident in this world. And so much of, like, so much of what you do, I, I think, kind of in the world of business is ju- just kind of comes down to confidence. You know, you try to sell something and, and if you approach yeah. it confidently, then it sort of works and... Um, so yeah, you can just kind of all, you can go through your life feeling like, oh no, I'm, I'm doing fucking great. I'm great. Yeah. Yeah. If you can, if you can, if you can extremely confidently sell absolute bullshit because you're stupid, you'll Mm -hmm. succeed better. Whereas if you're smart, you're like, eh, it's not really what I'm selling. To to me, X is the great, X is peak, like, holy fuck. Holy fuck. It's It's remarkable. It's really remarkable. You know, I remember when I, um, I I lived in New York in my 20s, and I had a lot of friends who had, like, Wall Street jobs, you know, like fancy sort of, you know, banker jobs. Mm-hmm. And I had, you know, I'd grown up sort of knowing people like that and just assuming that those people were smart. And yeah, right. <laughs> when I got to know people who had, like, you know, young analyst jobs at banks on Wall Street, I was like, oh my God, they're so dumb. Like, they're yeah, as smart yeah. as I am, and I'm dumb. But they, like, they were just confident and silver-tongued, and, like, that kind of is the job. But, like, it was, yeah. I felt like the veil had been, you know, lifted from my eyes. Like, oh, oh God. No, they're, they're just <laughs> confident. They're not smart. They're yeah. just, just confident. Just wish... You wish they were smart. It's like you'd much rather that version of the people at the helm be just be smart. But it is uh, it's galling. But I bet it's you. It's so galling. Segway. Oh, is this a segue? Oh, I'll boy. bet you that a lot of the people we're going to hear about today are Ooh. fucking idiots. Um, so, I Dave, I think last time you were on, we maybe just started the guessing game. I like to try to guess the year we're dealing with. It could go back to 1600. It could be as recently oh. as when you lived in New York. That could, that's possible, mm. I guess. Um, mm. I'm going to guess that we'll do... Dave seems to be in the 1800s a lot, so I'm going to guess we'll do an 1851. Wow. You'd okay. like to take a crack, Dave? Holmes, who I doesn't would. know. I have nothing. I have nothing to base this on at all. Yeah. Me neither. But yeah. let's say 1983. I like that. Wow. I like that a lot. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna guess. No, you idiot. You, Dave. But you have the thing. You have the, the whole ruse, David. 1938. 
Wow. And here's right. the thing. We were all wrong. It's 1952. What? Well, Dave was very okay. close. I was, I was close. really close. I was close. Dave, shut uh, up. Yeah. Not you. <laughs> Uh, the Detroit good, Free though. Press, 1952, wow. October 2nd. It's a Thursday. It is a okay. Thursday. All right. Let's get into it. Um, dogs can't... Oh, sorry, dogs. Dog can't read, but knows time. What? Okay. This isn't the 50s? Sometimes, sometimes you just got to let people know that dogs can't read. Sure. Right. But they yeah. just know upload. They yeah, know, well, oh, this one does. Dave, you're involved in journalism, so that's helpful because that's yeah. eliminating your demographic. You're like, okay, I don't need to cater towards canines any longer. Exactly, exactly. Which so right. often I do, I want to consider the dog audience, but it's like, yeah. I really don't need to. I, with a lot of my comedy, yet. I'm targeting dogs. They're just. That's obvious. That's, thank you. You do thank it you. in a register. Yeah, I do a lot of who's a good boy, who's a good boy. Yeah, I do a lot of leash stuff. A lot of leash. There's stuff. a whole. He does a whole two minute dog whistle bit where you can't. Nobody in the audience can hear it, but he's just it's the closer. It's the, the closer. Whistle. That's yeah. the closer. Only dogs and racists uh, can hear. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> that's right. Okay, so but they know this, they know time. They yeah. know Yo, time. this. This is a progress report on Poncho, the post office mascot. You may remember Poncho, who makes the rounds with postman Charles Deverts. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Mm-hmm. I want... Now I want my mailman to have a dog. Why can't... Yes. This is the best world I've ever heard of. If your mailman comes around and he has the dog, oh, I'm into it. All right. Yeah. I love that. I love that because also the dog gets exercise. And that's all they Yeah, want. dog gets exercise. They're hanging out together, having a good time. Now there's I think a, DeJoy, DeJoy's back. our guy. DeJoy's our guy to bring the yeah. dog back, hundred percent. Although I gotta say, okay. my dogs, my dog. boy, do they hate the, the they hate my mailman with. You well, that's can't because it's what happens because we let it lapse. Yeah, we let uh, Contra made the. Who's a good the, boy? <laughs> Sorry, I just any dogs listening. I just they're a good boy. There, there we go. go. Yeah. Poncho made the papers when daylight saving started, showing up an hour late the first few days, then setting off at a brisk trot until he caught up with Charlie. Okay, but that makes sense because he, I guess he was showing up with Charlie and his timer is off because the time switched. So he's like, we started this time when the sun's there. That makes sense. Sure enough, Charlie was early the first couple of days after time return to standard, but he just laid down to wait. What the boys at the post office want to know is how Poncho knows that he's early or late. Hmm. What in the fuck is this story? The- well, the dog just kind of sense it. Can I tell you something? This, he, is, this is wild. Well, first of all, my dog can totally tell time uh, yes. because, you know, breakfast is whenever we wake up, but dinner is six o'clock sharp. And, and at like five fifty eight, he shows up in my office and sits really? down next to me, and he's just like, "Let's go," and like that's wow, that always happens. And it, you know, it he does adjust. Like it takes him a couple yeah. of days after yeah, we you know, move the time, but like yeah, within a couple of days, he's right back at whatever the six o'clock is. What is much more bewildering is this: I like when I'm in my office, and I'm like. I and I think to myself, I have an errand to run. Like I have to go to Walgreens or I have to go to the bank or whatever. And I and I think maybe Finn would like to come along, you know, just to because he likes to ride in the car. And it'll be a quick one. When I when I think that, I hear him, like I hear him perk up, and then he walks to my office door and what? he's like, Wait, "Let's go." So when I when I when I fake it, when I'm like, I am now thinking about <laughs> going on an errand. And bringing Finn with me, he doesn't do it. But when it's real and organic, when I really silently have the thought, I'm going to go on an errand, maybe he wants to come along, he knows. Like, it there's, wakes him up. There's two it's things so that are strange. Cra- well, first of all, the feed, I have an electronic feeder for my cat. And that was the only thing I was going to say, is that my cat has a clock based on the every day the feeder goes off at the same time. 
The second thing that's amazing is obviously that you and your dog share some sort of higher bond. Yeah, some sort of telepathic connection. And the third thing that's amazing is that I just realized your dog and Dave's son have the same name. Oh. Finbar? And that you're a better dog parent than Dave is a real parent. Wow. Wow, that's true. If only you had a dog, if only you, only you had a son named Larry, this would be the perfect circle. Yeah. my dog's name is Larry. Yeah. So Dance. if you, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. All right. Now. So, so Poncho wow. and Charlie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's the story of Poncho and Charlie. That's, and that's what the, that, and that I'm in not, 1953, that feels like a strange lead story. It's really well. There's nothing on the first. The first few pages are all international news, so I skip. But them. wait, so that story sort of ended with just like they were wondering, and then that's is that where that story? Yeah, ended? It, it, do you find it felt that like to it be wasn't a story? I agree. I agree with that. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't. That's not a satisfying. You have notes, story. Dave. You feel like you would rather? Yeah, I feel like. Yeah, you do want the story to be about something and to take you somewhere. That's interesting. R- okay. Rather than like. Oh, there was a dog, and then the time changed, and they were wondering why. Okay, I don't. That's not news. Not enough for you. Interesting. That's not enough. Well, you that's know what enough. you're doing. I mean, I guess to me that seems like a fine lead story uh, with great conclusion. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I think. I think one strokes. of. I think one of humanity's, if not the worst thing about humanity, is not giving this animals credit for being much smarter than they are. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think we would treat the world better if we understood or comprehended how smart animals are and how attuned they are. And yet, one day we hung out with kangaroos and you ate them the next day. So, what are you going to do? A tasty burger. They've killed people. Uh, Michigan Club. Um, In fairness, some of us deserve to be killed. Thank you. I would also eat a person, Gareth. I would meet a person, and then the next day they were like, hey, Frank's a burger. I'd be like, well, I'll give it a shot. That I understand Michigan... more. <laughs> Michigan Club donates hat to Air Force Chief. That's nice. Uh, it's not proper and befitting that a general go around without headgear. So That's the true. Aero Club of Michigan, that is very true. The Aero Club of Michigan has donated a fancy hat. Fancy hat is in parentheses. Parentheses? Oh, sorry, quotation marks. Okay. Uh, to General Hoyt Vandenberg, Air Force Chief of Staff. The, the, here's the problem with the story. There is no photograph. And to say fancy hat and not provide me with a photo is yeah. really, you're not doing journalism any favors. Where's your, where does your head go? Inside a hat. Well, I'm t- I'm well, picturing, yeah. I'm picturing a, like a flowery arrangement or something. Fancy. That would be great. Something with fruit on it. The things that are coming <laughs> up when yes. I look up 1953 fancy hat are just phenomenal. Um, yeah, right. I don't think I. It's a lot of it's a lot of those sort of like um, those hats that sort of look like constable hats that women would wear, kind of like a cottony constable chapeau. Mm-hmm. Oh, fancy hat mm-hmm. men's. So it was a fedora, probably. Okay. Could have been. Something like that. Uh, the general lost his hat during the Air Force Association convention in Detroit on August 29th. James Voda, president of the Aero Club, said that a new hat was ordered by letter from a uniform shop in Chicago where the general buys his uniforms. Voda said, quote, after all, if the general came here with a hat, we believe that he should leave with one. I pine for the days when our biggest military stories were that a hat was being replaced. And that but, was where like you're via like, crowdfunding. This is like an via, early... Via like a GoFundMe. <laughs> Go-Go. Like yes. Yes. the outrage machine was just pointed yeah. at, we've got to get him a new hat. Yeah. He's re- a, this is ridiculous. That fancy hat. I I was thinking more along the lines of a Captain Crunch kind of thing, like something. Oh yeah, and it's got some cutouts. I love those. That's more naval, I would say. Unfortunately, considering he was was, uh, 
a plunderer of yeah he was he was a he was a ship captain was he not what's this guy what's hat guy He's he was uh, an Air, uh, Air, Air Force guy, okay. yeah. Air Force. But I think that's what yeah. you do. I think Dave's right. I think you. I think you get like the that hat, the what Captain Crunch hat. Is that what you said? Mm-hmm. And you present it to him in like a big ceremony, and then watch his face and see how awkward it is, and be like, "Try it on." Yeah, I yeah. mean, have a good time with I, it. I, uh, maybe I, I still think. I mean, I, I know we like to have fun, but I really do respect the different brand. <laughs> <laughs> Court of Vic's rebel from historic home. Uh, this is from the AP out of Nashville. I don't. I, there, there were a couple of words in there that I did not okay. understand at all. That's Court of Vic's rebel Court from Yvette's. historic okay. home. Okay. Miss Kate Leiper stood under the crossed Confederate flags and watched workmen carry out the four-poster bed in which she was born 81 years ago. The crumbling old mansion where wounded Southern soldiers were treated during the Civil War's Battle of Nashville will be torn down under a court eviction order to make room for a new elementary school for Negroes. Okay. Language uh, aside, are I would is it safe to say that we are we had a more uh liberal policy towards tearing down Southern statues artifacts things like that in order <laughs> to build in order to build up our neighborhoods and societies in 1953 whereas now we're like you can't take down that general lee he's a hero uh, yeah kind of it's pretty great this is a pretty great story about them you know getting rid and of she had to stand there and you had to be southern. like look i know you were born in this bed but yeah. it is just full of racial lies yeah we're actually gonna <laughs> This all, the only part of this story is weird is that the 81-year-old woman's like, but that's my house. And they're like, shut up, old lady. <laughs> the South I know, but she's, this is This is when you don't, this is how they make you not feel sorry for an 81-year-old woman. You're like, yeah, right. Oh, okay. yeah. Do, where is she going? Do they, uh, have they, well, let's they see. say? Let's see. Um, she said over and over, quote, this is the most awful thing that has ever happened to me. It seems can, I, can I just point out quickly, some other way of doing it. <laughs> <laughs> the I Here love when someone is there and it is like civil war related, like yeah. fighting for the fact that people had slaves and fighting mm-hmm. for that. And then a woman, a white woman stands there and is like, this is the worst injustice of all time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to tell it's my like- relatives who I have not been separated from <laughs> at all. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, you'll hear about this in history books, and no one will people, like you about yes, it. Florida will make this the main curriculum shortly. Wow! <laughs> Four wow. embarrassed court officers served the eviction papers after a single officer failed two weeks ago. She still offered passive resistance, refusing to unlock doors until a dust-blackened workmen forced their way into her own room and began dismantling her bed. So, wow, the was... workmen, it sounds like we're doing blackface. No, it, she... that's what it comes across as, but I think they're they're just dust dust blackened. I think they I think the Jesus, writer Jesus Dave, <laughs> easy. J- Dave, you are on the thinnest of thin ices right now, my man. I know. I, I, there's definitely, our brains are like, wait, what? I, I think that, I mean, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe the writer's like doing a little wink and nod here with the dust. Well, that's just the easy out for doing blackface back then. You're like, what are you talking about? It's dust. Oh, no, I'm just literally covered in soot. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, I don't know. So they go in, they, they, they force their way in and they just start taking apart her bed while she's in it, I think. Then she gave up. She walked straight and tall out of the mansion and across the street to her sister's house, her cane tapping on the pavement. Her sister lives across the fucking street. Oh, then Take that house out, too. I don't want to hear your belly aching. Yeah. Right? Fuck off. And then, yeah, I mean, the whole thing, like, where will I go? All right, Sheila, I'm here. You'll go. <laughs> where where will away. I go? It's oh, my like Lord. 20 feet across the... All right, I'll live here. Sh- she never gave a backward look at the priceless dust-covered antiques piling up on the sidewalk. The city will store them for 60 days. Interesting. She's walking away from her stuff. Well, she's pissed. And 81. 
Eighty, and I'm yeah. not. I will. I, I'm. I'm not trying to, to defend her, but you have to sell all her stuff. Feels like you could be like, look, here's your clocks and your well, weird shit. She can We're take it. Build a school here. Yeah, she, she has oh, sixty she days did. to take it, and then. Oh, she did. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, what an injustice. There's a lot of editorializing going on in this uh, article, by the way. The, yes. the, yeah. the officers are embarrassed. She she stood yeah. tall. Yes. She like, stood tall. They're very very much trying to make her seem like she's the she's the good one here and everyone else yeah. is bad. And I think yeah. I think break getting kicked out of your ba- home. Yeah, for sure. But also if you have two Confederate flags, I don't give a shit. That may be the yeah. wrong take. I should have more empathy. Yeah, like for, you always you know. say, Dave, one's for you, two's egregious. That's what you've always said. <laughs> yeah, two's too much. Two's too much. Yeah. Two's too much. It's much too much. You know, we, uh, my high school in St. Louis um, was until very recently, like the, the mascot was the Rebels. We were the priority oh. Rebels. Mm-hmm. And like in the 80s, when I was there, there was like Confederate flags kind of all over the place. And like, like in the weight room and, and I think he, oh my God. I, maybe in the gym uh, and like the, the mascot was rebel man. Like, you know, at basketball games, oh it could God. be like a, a senior and the Cape was a Confederate flag and whatever. We didn't think anything of it. This was, you know, the eighties or whatever. And literally nobody thought a thing of it, which is stupid on our part, but little by little it went away. Like the Confederate stuff went away. Not, so quickly that anyone would notice but right. the, uh it was a catholic school it was run by monks and so i think the monks were starting to be like uh, oh, this is maybe eh. gonna not be cool and, uh, yeah. and so they took it away and then after the after uh the george floyd incident the student council was like we're changing it we have to th- we can't be the rebels anymore like this is just yeah. this is ridiculous let's let's change it so now now we're the priory ravens and a bunch of my classmates are like they'll never get another dollar out of me. Like they're all mad because <laughs> they changed it, and it's like, oh god damn it! Who gives a like, shit? I mean, <laughs> like I, we were friends in my lifetime, and now you are this much of a shitbag. It is so uh, crazy because I think it's like, like even when I think back to like when I watched the Dukes of Hazard as a kid, like I'd watch reruns. I, I was yeah. never like. I never was. I like wait, 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 yeah. wait. What the fuck is going on here? Right. Like they've got. Right. They've got the Civil War mobile. Yeah. 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 Never. Never. People. People get so attached to those things. It's like when we were in Cleveland a couple years ago, when people would have the the old hat on. Right. They've changed their name. The Cleveland Indians are now the Guardians, and people people would have that cartoony Native American. Head on their head. And I would just I I would just look at it and just go, oh, God, no. It just seems weird to be around. Like the name yeah. changed, you guys can let it go, but they're not gonna people are gonna hold on to it. And you're just like, it looks really bad, by the way, on your white head. It looks really yeah. bad. Looks no, fun. yeah. Yeah. All, always uh all, always the white people are like, come on, we've been through enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How many fucking times do we have to re-embroider our caps? <laughs> Yeah, like I like I like this team name, and I'm mad about it. You're being too sensitive. No, yeah, actually, you wouldn't understand what no. it's like to have your hat marginalized. Yeah, <laughs> you, you are actually being too sensitive. Hey there, people listening to the dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I listen. I have a new podcast called "We're Here to Help" that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th. 
Dublin, September 17th. And September 19th, Manchester. Birmingham, September 20th. Bristol, September 22nd. And Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it let's see you there no matter where you live work or play in miami-dade county your daily actions impact the marine wildlife and water quality of biscayne bay learn how you can be biscayne bay friendly at miamidade.gov slash biscayne bay uh so this story is out of boston they just there's a lot of ap stuff in this uh paper so won't pay taxes on tips Taxi driver Theodore Belton says he'll go to jail before he'll pay a federal income tax on his patron's tips. Good man. Quote, I consider them gifts, and as gifts, there is no tax on those dimes and quarters. Well, who the fuck is... You know, this is the whole point of cash. I'm sorry. You just... You don't tell them. You don't tell them. Yeah, you don't tell anyone who got cash. I think this is before because now they I think they say like you're a you're a waiter at this restaurant. You're going to make this much in tips and we're going to tax you on it oh. like before you do. I don't think they were doing that then. I think you had to self-report it. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. When I when I was a valet in college, when I was a valet in college, it was literally like a joke because every year they'd be like, yeah, I'm going to put down. I got five dollars. Like everyone was like five dollars. Yeah. 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 When I was a waiter, I didn't put it. I, I was like, no, I didn't make anything. Yeah. Uh, the six-year-old cabbie says his gifts average about only a dollar a week, so the tax would not be heavy, but there's a principle involved. He told reporters he had been summoned to an internal review office. Sorry, internal, internal revenue office and asked why he had not reported tips as income. And he said he was warned he could be arrested, prosecuted and jailed. Come on. The dumbest. (laughs) Just the dumbest shit. Always. It's not that much. I also feel like I was going to say, I also feel like he's doing both. I feel like he's like, I'm not going to pay taxes on this amount that I'm lying about. Yeah. Also, you there's no way the Internal Revenue Service is like, so look, you owe 40 cents. Uh, it's jail or you give it up. Like they, it's Maybe just not a thing. There might be a way. There might be. There might be. In the 50s? Yeah. Let's think about I mean, it. maybe. Yeah. It was a What's comedy. happening economically in the 50s? Are we like, it's, uh, it's post-World okay. War II? We're, yeah, I think we're things are pretty. A little bit of a boom, I think. Yeah, people are, people are picketing their fences. Sure. Dogs are telling sure. time. Hats are being yeah. publicly yep. funded. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a good time. You described a happy America there. Yeah, it's it's one of the it's it's a thing like where you know they know that the major uh, the the major like tax fraud and stuff is happening, you know, among corporations and the very very wealthy. But it's like let's shift the let's create yeah. a, a national mood of guilt and shame around our own imagine. stuff. For forty if cents, you, if you rather than go after those people there, yeah, I it's, like, it's what we that. do with uh, climate change. It's like, yeah, if you don't, yes. you know, put that carton yeah. of orange juice in the recycling, then we're all fucked. And meanwhile, you know, right. that does meanwhile, not move the needle. They're sh- shooting on else. fire oil into the air. Yeah, yes, <laughs> shooting meanwhile, on fire oceans, oil into the air. Oceans are on fire, and we're like, listen, where's yeah. that big thing of tide going, pal? Put it in the right bin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so this is, I'm going to read this. So this is a, a description under a photograph. And the, I don't know what to call these. So it's a motorcycle, but it has the two wheels on the back. It's like. The tricycle. It's been, it, tricycle? Is it called? Motor- a tri- are they actually called tricycles? They're no. not called tricycles. Because I was going to read this. Is because 
The parking was all strictly illegal on Griswold's side of City Hall Wednesday. City vehicles were the offenders caught by the free press camera. Above is one of the police tricycles at an expired meter with the mayor's car behind it. So they called it a tricycle. They do call it a tricycle. They call it a trike now. Probably because there was so much pushback to being like tricycles. Are they... Are they really called trikes? Is that what they... That looks like what they're called now, yeah. Wow, okay. The police came running when the photos were being taken. So the police came running out when the photos were being taken. So so it, they they found a, the mayor's car and a, and a three-wheeled, <laughs> three-wheeled cop Tricycle. A tricycle. And they took pictures and then the cops came running out. <laughs> I don't understand. Who's the tricycle belong to? The cops. It was a cop. It was a cop one. It okay. was actually the co- a cop tricycle. That's, we need to go back to calling them that. I, we really do, don't we? I didn't know they were Yeah, anything them. that demeans them. Thank cop you. Trike. Cop trike. Yeah, cop trikes. I would watch cop trike. Yeah. Like a Pacific <laughs> Blue, but on cop trikes. <laughs> I would love Chicago that. trikes. Chicago trike. Fuck yeah. <laughs> you know, I just got to, speaking of Pacific Blue, as we often are, I just got to do a... Um, there's a new game show for the Game Show Network. It's coming out sometime oh. later this year. It's oh called Blank Slate. It's kind of like the match game, but the difference oh. is that it is called Blank Slate. And it is uh, hosted by Mario Lopez. Uh, so I got uh, to like spend some time. I was one of the panelists, and I got uh-huh. to spend some time with Mario Lopez. Maybe our greatest American. <laughs> he, he's 78 years old. Is that correct? He's... And I he looks like he he's not 32. Oh, he's like, God. he's, I think he's 48, 49. Jesus. And he looks wow. fucking fantastic. Really? Skin yeah. is flawless. The dimples up close are like startling. He's, he, he's like, he's funny. He like, Ugh. he's, he's smooth. He's nice. I was just, it's, I was have no choice, but to dislike like him, him until you see his eyes. And then you're like, I'm part God of him. Damn it. I am back. I'm yep. in. Yeah. Yes. Well, I travel so much that Mario Lopez is in every hotel room I ever stay in. Of course. Of course. He's telling always there, new, fired uh, up about the new movies they about got. That new Conjuring movie or Yeah, uh, everything. You know, yeah, whatever. It should be exciting. Yeah, everything. Yeah. 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 Every fucking terrible movie that you would never see, he is excited about. <laughs> uh, uh but, and I guess you still rent movies in hotel rooms, right? Yes, yeah. you seems... do. Somehow. Yeah, you can. I, I, did, I did recently. I was in a hotel room. I was like, oh, fuck it. I'll watch this. What did you, what did you rent? I can't even remember. I just remember I rented. Porn. It was some obscure. It was some obscure thing. It was, yeah. Do they even do porn anymore? How obscure are you going to get in a hotel TV? Yeah, Dave. What it was you... actually surprising. They have, a, they have like a big selection now because it's so easy to, you know give access sure. to those kind of things. I yeah. feel like you signed a deal with hotels or something. Do they have porn in hotels anymore? I they didn't can't. see any porn. But they also, can't. like, you can find that on your internet. I think that they do. Because I, I remember this goes back probably, this is probably 10, maybe 12 years ago. I was traveling and, and I was, and they did have porn. And I was, and there was like a gay porn section. And I was like, we have arrived. <laughs> but, like this is when but, it's real because right. forever there was yeah. none and uh, yeah. and there were like one or two and I was like you know what this is visibility matters do, yeah a tear yeah. in your eye as yeah. you press order yes well see yes. now when I google hotel porn it's all about people like maids fucking guests or I don't think really? hotels oh. have porn anymore yeah, that's a. I think that's a genre of porn. Is when your maid comes. Everything. To wow. Did I tell you guys that I wrote the podium banter for the Gay Porn Awards a couple of years ago? Actually, right no. before COVID, twenty twenty. Yeah. Um, oh. Through so great. Uh, Dan Van Kirk, who does this for the AVNs. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, under an assumed name, I don't know if I, I might be telling tales out of class, of but um, but they they were. They did a separate one for the for the gay porn awards, and they were uh, looking for someone to write jokes. And I was like, "Can I write the jokes and then also write about it?" Because I know that this is going to be an amazing experience. Great story. And they said yeah. yes, and I, you know, it was it was so much. How did fun. they do? Uh, some did okay. 
You yeah. know, every every time I turned stuff into the executive producer, he was like, "Less words. These are not these are not smart people. Less words. It's too many words." So I had to like I had to take a lot of words out. But yeah. uh, but I you know a lot of my jokes you know did make it in you know pretty much the way that I wanted them to. Um, that was exciting. There there was a lot of you know some people gave them some oomph, some did not. Uh, yeah. But that's they, part of the problem too. It is part of the yeah. Problem. When they play people yeah, off, I, if their speech is too long, there is it like, bound, 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 and they're like, oh, I got to wrap it up. You know, they really never did. They never did. It they was just like, let them go. It was a very welcoming environment, and uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was wild. It was that's a that's a good notch. Me, but that's fun. a good notch. Yeah, yeah. So it's an achievement, is what it is. Um, how about some uh, fashion? How about some fashion news? Pajamas, colorful in appeal. Women, it seems, are responsible for the major portion of men's pajamas sales each year. So what happens? Pajamas this fall are designed to appeal to the lady of the house. They'll have more varied patterns and the colors and themes will be brighter. Novelties will abound. Oh my God, this goes on forever. The truth of the matter is that the boys sort of go for the brighter things in pajamas, too, even if they might be reluctant to make their own selections. What will the wife or girlfriend see this fall in stores where pajamas are sold? Well, lounge pajamas, for one. Still most popular is the knitted polo top and slack-tailored broadcloth trousers. Right up there, too, is the sports shirt type variation. Uh, you might look for it in flannel. Okay, I, I don't know what's happening anymore, but this is a this is just a whole pajama story. It just nineteen fifty three seemed like a pretty good time <laughs> when pajama like pajama industry spiking is like pretty important to know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. You know? Oh shit! There's and, also a comeback for sweaters. I mean, this is because I can see. This is like there's a headline the, that says like polls the newspaper. Sweaters are making jackets. a comeback. How did they go away? What the fuck? Yeah, I mean, I guess but it's yeah. just that it's autumn now, and so sweaters are back. One more, another, on another comeback for sweaters in the fall. Who could have known? <laughs> yeah, it? Have, we're doing it again. It <laughs> yeah, I'm. I love the idea of somebody, you know, rifling through the Detroit free press and being like finally finally we're uh, talking about pajamas oh my Honey, god get the sweaters out finally back. The, the pajama coverage that i have been needing <laughs> is here yeah 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 well i w- i woke up the other day and i was like what's going on in pajamas what's happening in the pajama world Are and there bright? it was in the detroit yeah, it's one of those things okay. too that really it is like hotel porn that's just not there's no pajamas anymore right you guys don't wear pajamas <laughs> Uh, uh no. I wear pajama no. bottoms wow. actually. Oh, what a weird man. Yeah. Uh but a, a pajama set? Yeah, I that's kind of what I mean. Like your monogrammed PJs with your little hanky. Yeah. I think it's a cool idea, but I would never do it again because no. Like we need to sleep in it twice? Gross. Like, you would have to wash them every time, wouldn't you? By the way, Dave, you do not want to be on the road with me. You would be like, this man, that is the third day he's traveled oh. in that shirt. Talk me through yeah. it. What, what's, what, yeah, how much Gareth has a driving. Gareth has a driving shirt that he wears on driving days. No, huh? no. It's just like I'll, I'll be like trying to conserve. I'm trying to milk the clothes as much as possible. So if it passes sure. the general sniff test, I'm like, it's just me and Dave and maybe one other person in a van. I'm like, I can handle it. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. I can handle that. It's not great. But yeah, when you're at home, you do want things a certain way. Okay. Yeah. Wait, wait. Not you, claiming to be. You're not the you're not the concern if you can handle it. It's the people that are with you. What's the next article? <laughs> <laughs> this is uh, a little section called "Let's Let's Explore Your Mind" by Albert Edward Wiggum. Okay, what? what's d d dot s c? Let's explore your mind. Yeah, let's explore yes. your mind. Okay, so there's there's, th- there's three questions here. Sure. The first one is, is there one sure way for husbands and wives to stop quarreling? 
I have a feeling. The answer. These women need to shut their pie holes a little bit more. (laughs) (laughs) Good Lord. Stop quarreling. The only thing I want to hear coming out of your mouth is here's a new set of PJs. <laughs> well, Gareth, the answer is yes. Oh. And, and then there, it goes on. Practice quarreling to excess with the idea of doing it to cure. This is called negative practice. Soon they see how and why they quarrel and what fools they are. I, I couldn't disagree with this. He's saying couples who fight couples, a lot okay. should take it all the way and just fucking take fight as much as they can. And then eventually they'll be like, well, this isn't great. just don't know. Okay. I just it don't sounds really bad. I mean, my parents essentially did that and never point. And they were never just like, that was good. They were like, this needs to happen. <laughs> Would they fight in front of you? They would do yard fighting. So they would, oh, nice. they, it would start Outside. in the house and then they would go 30 feet into the yard where I would watch them sort of like silent film style argue, thinking that it was better. But I would just be like, boy, they're really still going at it out there, huh? What, could so the they, neighbors see this? Our, na- our only neighbors that were close were really old. So, no. But so they would, but they definitely would take, they eventually, I, I don't know who advised them eventually to go deep into the yard, but we had like an acre. <laughs> so they would go like deep oh into the God. yard and I would just be like from the kitchen, just like, oh, wow. And I'd just see like lots of like gesture hands and just like, like, you know, confounding uh, gestures over and over again, stomping. And then one of them would come in and the other one would still be in the yard for another 20 minutes stewing. And I'd just be like, yeah, this is good. Yeah, it sounds good. Yeah. Oh, it was really healthy. Well, this is this is what they rec- this is what they're recommending. Um, psychologist Roy Hoke says he has found this works fine, also as a cure for stuttering. What the fuck? What? That's like when Chantix was like an anti-depression medication, and they're like, people are quitting smoking. <laughs> yeah. Wait. Hold on. So you're supposed <laughs> to argue? Take your as argument a- to excess. To excess. To excess. To cure stutter. To, to, stutter. Well, to cure, to, to alleviate your marital tensions. And then at some point, some husband was like, you know, that, 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 that actually, I think that actually helped a lot, Diane. That was actually really helpful. Like, wow. So oh, I got my stutter to, Like, you would assume that the, the, the passion that you would be feeling would override whatever. Stutter. The stutter, yeah. yeah. The stutter or whatever your marital... But it's very strange to sort of enact your your argument and be like, ah, oh, good, this is... this." Now we're just having a therapy fight. <laughs> yeah, this is... It's like uh, argument porn. Yeah, it's, We're it's performing argument uh, an argument. Which, by no, the way, in. they do now have in hotels. Yeah. Argument porn. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, here's the. I'll read the third question. Do persons ever die because they are psychologically not good patients? Of course, the answer is yes. Well, yeah. Doctor J D Wasserrug says a Wasser doctor tells rug? a patient Wasserrug, not real Wasser hyphen rug. Says a doctor tells a patient he has beginning TB and must go to bed. Okay. Three months later, the patient shows up. Yeah. Three months later, the patient shows up with extensive lung tuberculosis and says, well, doc, I didn't stay in bed, but I rested, went fishing and puttered around the garden. Gosh, when I laid out with TB, when I, oh, this is switching to the, uh, the writer. Gosh, when I was laid out with TB twice, they wouldn't even let me raise my arms to adjust my pillow. That was years ago. Now I'm the boy wonder of good health. The doctor relates similar cases of good doctors with bad patients. But that's not psychology. No, that's not psychology. And isn't it, even if it were to be medical, this would be terrible advice to be it's, like, you take, take your tuberculosis to the putting green. Well, no, but that person... Oh, they're no, saying that don't. Person okay, was, okay. That yeah. was bad news. He was like, okay. when I had TB, I was the model patient. I didn't, I didn't move a muscle. 
and now I'm the now I'm the poster child for good health or whatever. So yeah, but they don't. Uh, you know, and I was I was interested to see how they would. Uh, how they would describe death of psychiatric or psychological. Causes. Oh yeah, that's, that's what I wanted. Like I know just suicide, right? Like yeah, or yeah, that was what you know, be, yeah. substance abuse or whatever. So what this person is saying, but not everyone would actually say it out loud, is like he prescribes like rest and better sleep habits or whatever to people, but they don't do it yeah. and they end up killing themselves. But you can't yeah. say that in 1952. Because no. this is the pajama, the pajama section, people can't handle. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, oh, here's twenty times a mother. Holy shit! Okay, Pittsburgh. A forty-five-year-old woman who became the mother of triplets three years ago has upset the odds against multiple births drastically by delivering her fifth set of twins. Shut the fuck up! I mean. At some point, use a condom or just... Or just uh, half the I semen. I mean, after once, after one set of works. twins, I'm like, maybe we shouldn't have sex anymore. Well, the guy was like, works. we're a miracle. It. She was like, my vagina. My vagina. It's uh, ripped. I, I, uh, wow. That, okay, but so... There's Okay, more. so three plus... Where are the other, were the other seven just Okay, single? so that's, that's ten, that's thirteen. Uh, oh, wait. Triplets three. Okay, yeah. So, um, Miss Irma Greiser gave birth to her 19th and 20th children in her home Wednesday night and kept intact her record of never having any children born to her in a hospital. Jesus Christ. Also, what a great. Yeah. Okay, great. Good for you. I mean, you're going to need a new bed after. I Actually, we've got one down at that Civil War lady's house. It's true. <laughs> It'll be for sale in 60 days. Yeah. I, um, I really nobody fucks like an Irma. (laughs) (laughs) No, this is by the way, yes, the most fucked Irma too. Yeah, yeah, most fucked Irma. (laughs) Experts estimated that the odds of having one set of twins are about ninety to one, and triplets are about nine thousand to one. Ms. Greiser, however, does not hold the record for multiple births. The American Medical Association has reports of greater multiple births, although it does not vouch for their authenticity. So they don't have... If they can't be authenticated, then... Define records, I guess. In 1948, AMA records show a Michigan woman who gave birth to her 20th child had one set of triplets and five sets of twins. And in 1949, a New Mexico woman gave birth to her 35th children. She had no multiple births. What the fuck? Wow, that that's all. I would wow. say that's Always worse. I mean, never I'm not vagined, but that is her. I mean, that's crazy. Wow, that's, that's crazy. A that's a lot. Did you ever watch? Um, I'm sorry. Did you ever watch Ianla Fix My Life? Yanla Van Zant, no. she's like a life coach. No. She had a show on the Oprah oh, Winfrey Network for a while. I know who you're talking about, though. But yes, no, I never yeah. watched that. Uh, amazing, amazing. One of my favorite shows that's ever been on television. Um, she would show up, like you know, the families would be having disputes, and she would show up, and she's like, she she was like really good at at isolating the problem, and you know, she she actually gave like good advice, but she was also like fucking crazy. And, uh, and she did, she did like a three part episode with a guy who had had like 35 kids by, you know, 20 something different women. And, uh, and her thing for him was like, um, they, they had like rented a house with a big wraparound, uh, like front porch. And she on a love seat on like a wicker outdoor love seat, there were like 36 baby dolls. And she was like, bring them all inside and like tried to get him to like, carry them all at once he couldn't do it what? he couldn't do it he can't take care of that many kids all at once was the lesson of course the damage was already done all the kids had already been born so there was nothing yeah. that at that point she I think made her point I don't think he'll have 36 more kids an out of body no. vasectomy I guess yes yes um, Part of, part of this also is like we're probably not too far removed from when half of your children would just die so sure. there was yeah. probably part That's of the right. mindset of keep procreating and then, you know, you'll keep half or something like that. Yes. But instead, yeah. these babies are all living. She's like, 35 kids. 
Well, do they? Do we know that they're living? Yeah, it seems like it. Uh, Miss Greiser's husband Arthur, who has been working in the South, has not yet. He been sure has been working the in the South. Arrivals. Hey, he sure has Gareth. been. Gareth. Yeah. What? Gareth. The little body Stop. geography joke. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he has not yet been informed of the new arrivals. What? It's 52. You, you fucking what? How have you not told him? Or maybe he's just like, don't fucking tell me. I don't want to know whatever the fuck happened this time. I mean, I don't know. That's very... I've got news for you. Every time we procreated. Okay, so it's five sets of twins, uh, one set of triplets, and seven single births. Okay. Um, five children are with Miss Greiser. The others are cared for by relatives or are in foster homes as wards of the juvenile court. Oh. 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 Well, that took a turn. Oh, that took a dark turn, huh? Yeah, I don't like that at all. I mean, you're cranking out kids to go to an orphanage, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, surely there's contraception. Yeah, you. Oh, yeah, for sure. I there's gotta be well there's condoms for sure yeah there's condoms but like I don't think anyone used a condom until the 80s I mean I know that it was there but I don't think anyone ever Dave Google when did people start finishing on the tummy <laughs> yeah that's what we need to do I'll tell you that that's a hundred percent guarantee that is the best contraception <laughs> there was a there's a documentary called uh called gay sex in the seventies about how like in the pre aids era it was just such a fucking free for all like in yeah. in New York City in san francisco like any any empty space was just a a sex club right like people yeah, were yeah. just fucking left and right because you know why not like it was yeah, uh, yeah. there there was no literally no reason not to and a guy in a guy who they interview talks about um, like he met, you know fucking in a shipping container or something a, a trash sure. barge whatever and yeah. uh, and the guy who he was hooking up with insisted on wearing a condom and this is like 1976 77 uh, and uh, and and the guy is like I like I was thinking to myself like what kind of weird kink does this guy have uh, and like fetish I thought like, I heard this and I was like. That is a time traveler. Yes. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> that is somebody who, so... as I have thought about many times, could go to any time in history and was just like, no, I actually want to go and take advantage of what it was like to just fuck up a storm in the mid-70s. But yeah. I'm going to be I'm gonna be cautious. The Safe. idea yeah. that a rubber was a fetish, it was so uncommon to be like, yeah. so, Bro, so look, weird, I'll do weird shit, but I'm not putting an anorak on my cock. Right? And like, think about it. You know, there really wasn't because that doesn't really protect you from like, you know, whatever was out there at the time. There's obviously yeah. not like pregnancy that needs to be thwarted or whatever. So yeah. like, yeah, no, that is for time travel is possible, and that is how I know. That yeah, that's that's crazy. Him. That's the guy. Yep, that's crazy. That's like how I used to wear a mask on planes three years before COVID. Not to compare myself to that guy too much. Yeah, yeah, you're that guy. But, did you, you do know, that? I didn't realize you did that. Yeah, yeah. you did. Yeah, yeah. I was crazy. Well, I just got sick. I would go. I would be going to do gigs, and I would get the fucking flu, like one out of every eight flights, and or like yeah. a cold or something. And I was like, oh fuck this. And so then I started every... wearing a mask. And you think people look at you weird if you wear a mask on a plane? Holy shit! Go back to like 2018. People were like, yeah. what? "You're gonna hold yeah. up this plane?" Oh, everyone was like. What is good? And I would just, I would just look down and just be like, just get through the shit, just get through this shit. Yeah. But I always got colds on planes. Always, always, always got colds on planes. Always. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I always wore condoms and shipping containers. Yeah, me oh. too. Okay. Uh, so here's how it worked out. Miss Greiser's oldest child is Agnes, born 17 years ago. Three other children followed at two-year intervals. Before the birth of her first pair of twins 10 years ago, a single birth followed. Then came three sets of twins. Tommy was born four years ago, and the following year, the triplets arrived. I, I like it how like it's we only worse. highlight Tommy. Tommy's clearly the favorite. Every other <laughs> one's just a nameless spawn, and then it's like, then came Tommy, then two others. Well, I mean, she doesn't know where the hell they are. They're not in her house. No, no she doesn't at all. Not, no. She doesn't probably know their names. What's, uh, what's, what's the uh, sixth one's name? Yeah. Uh, this is, this is a, a sexy and a careless Irma. Those are not 
qualities that I associate with an Irma. At, no, le- not at, le- at, all. at least we know Irma was fucking. She was down. She was down. She's fucking the name back. You know what I mean? She's fucking the she name was, back. Yeah, yeah. Okay, this is for Gareth. It might be for Dave. Whoa. I don't know. Let's see. Fears crackpot label. General Holdridge quits vegetarians ticket. This is, this, is, this feels like 1845. Those headline. words go together. Yeah. yeah I mean, unlike the circus, like unlike the circus poetry. performer. Are you a vegetarian, okay. Dave? No. No, a meat eater. Okay. Unlike the circus performer who can straddle two horses at once, General Brigadier General Herbert Holdridge has decided to ride only one party in his race for the presidency of the United States. His Detroit headquarters announced Thursday that he had withdrawn as the American Vegetarian Party's nominee. Oh, my God. <laughs> shit. There was a vegetarian part. Man, you would not. First of all, God bless him. That is awesome. I love that there was a vegetarian party, but can you imagine trying to launch that now? Oh. Holy shit. Oh, see, I mean... CPAC would just you would be you would have you would be like the CPAC logo that year. Just it would be like seventy-two hours of people on Fox News just making faces. Oh, they wouldn't even just, say just eye there roll, wouldn't, there just, wouldn't be any telephone. Oh, and I mean like, imagine Gutfeld. Oh just relentlessness. Oh, oh. Jesus. Can you imagine That's if amazing. we tried to pass a seatbelt law? <laughs> Dude, <laughs> seriously, seriously, uh, it was bad enough back then. But man, they would lose their fucking mind. People would lose their goddamn. Well, we did an episode yeah. of the dollop about like traffic laws, like when cars were introduced, oh. and like people's inability, like you know, everyone was getting like hit and killed by cars and stuff. But you did have like they had to make that adjustment over. It was glacial. Twenty but years. You, it was twenty years now, to stop being would, hit by cars in the street. It would never. It people would never. Were like people were like, our children have always played in the street. They're not going to stop. Yeah. And so kids you would, would just never get down all the time. No, but you you're totally right. You could not. I mean, no. There's a video of like when they um, introduced no open container laws in Indiana in like 1982, and it's like people are like. I mean, Jesus Christ, this is like the dumbest. How, you, so I can't drink four beers on my drive home, but you would not be able to. We're like past the point of anything changing. Ever. It's now, yeah. we're in the great unchanging now. We're like going yes. back to the things Roll rather than being able to actually do anything. Okay, so the general will continue to run as the candidate of the American rally. Holdridge's campaign manager, Burr McCloskey, said the, quote, cart was getting head of the horse. Voicing his own opinion and not necessarily the opinion of thousands of others, McCloskey said, those vegetarians were making Holdridge out to look as a crackpot as they are. Wow. Uh, The smart publicity man for the vegetarians, Simon Gould, was taken, has taken to running away with the general's campaign. After as McCluskey moaned, after the American yeah. Rally Party had been created and set up headquarters here, uh, quote, we went to Chicago to accept the endorsement of the Vegetarian Party. We didn't see any harm in it. The general's a vegetarian, but I'm not, McCluskey said. It was then that Gould, with television and newsreel cameras handy, showed he was a smart cookie at stealing the publicity, McCluskey said. When the movies came out, it looked like the general was just the Vegetarians Party's candidate. All mention of the American rally was deleted. Well, you can't you can't run on two as a two party. You can't run for two parties. What's happening? He he was running as two different parties' candidate. Yeah, the rally, the American rally, and the Vegetarian Party. I just I'll never get over that there was a vegetarian. I mean, it's. I the guess best if there are ever. that many parties, then you sort of can, right? I mean, I, I guess maybe, so. Yeah. It's just weird. Uh, we're the pescatarians. Yeah, Jesus, nobody gets you guys. <laughs> uh, the vegans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, vegans, 
It's vegans, but they'll do honey. Oh, shut the fuck uh, up. I thought you were saying vegan. Vegan. No, vegan. Well, uh, you know, our, I, yeah. I've i had many issues when I've been like, I'm vegetarian. I tried to be vegan for a while, but man, there's like this promo thing where I was eating Jello because I had like a fucking joke that involved Jello. And pe- so many people were like, uh, hopefully that was vegan Jello. And I'm just like, could you just fuck off? Yes, please. Every, I mean, you can't. Yeah, this piousness of just like never touch any of it. But the same thing with honey. Like I would have honey, and people would be like, "Well, kind of going against your edicts." And I'd be like, "Who? Like what?" Or I was at a wedding once, and and like I had the vegetarian meal, and this woman was like, "You have a cat?" And I was like, "Yeah." And she goes, "Catty." (laughs) Yeah. And she was like, "Pretty interesting." What? what? Is it? What? I yeah, I was like, okay, so what? She was like, know. well, no, it seems like uh, you should probably have the chicken. It's like, lady. Shut up. Yeah. Shut, shut up. Yeah, it's like, per, yeah, a little, yeah, whatever. Uh, vegetarian. So the vegetarian party, it looks like, had uh, presidential tickets in 48, 52, 56, 60, and 64. How, do, do we know what percentage of the vote they received? It doesn't say. It does I believe say. Mondale ran under that, didn't he? That was what Dukakis was on. <laughs> or Nixon. Right? <laughs> uh, last one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wife charges Romeo with extortion. A Finally, Lebanese Juliet. Lothario. Oh. A Lebanese Lothario was bound over for trial Thursday on examination in recorder's court on a charge of using threats to extort $4,000 from his wife. His wife is in parentheses. Sorry. Quotations. I keep saying for that. For God's sake, Dave. My brain is not working. Marks I did not get a lot of sleep last night. I just, I try. And I'm doing, I'm, it's only because you're an editor and I'm freaking out. Uh, a leader in, uh, who was a leader in Detroit's Syrian community. Held for trial was Fawad Saad, 31, of Lebanon, who was placed on $1,000 bond by Judge Schmansky. That I sounds like Schmansky. a name like when you're like making fun of the judge. Like his name was like Banksy, and you're like, Schmansky. Uh, Schmansky. Like, Stop it. Um, Not cool. His alleged, his alleged victim was Jesse Masur, 41. Miss Masur charged that she was unwittingly married to Saad during a visit to her native Lebanon because what? she had forgotten the language. What? That's like Nathan she operates, for you. Hold on. She what? This is she operates two East Side restaurants. Said she said thrust a paper at her, which she then signed. He claimed later this constituted a marriage. She oh, said that's the best. Said she said acquired the money when he threatened her with a gun. Oh my! What God. in the fuck just happened? I think there's a he. That's not how marriage works. First of all, you can't That's just how my parents sign a piece married. of paper. Signing a piece of paper under. I think there okay. probably has to be some verbal commitment, right? Wouldn't there be? Are you looking it up? No, I I just saw another headline that attracted my attention. Oh, let's hear it. Okay. Naked recital wins return of his suit. Oh, boy. What? How's, how's Bil- suit spelled? Uh, S-U-I-T. That's what I thought. Good, good, good question, though. Thank Billy you. Reed, 28, stood before a recorder's judge, uh, Gillis, Thursday, and recited his complaint. He said, quote, there was a small party on Watson Street. We were drinking a bit. I passed out on the porch. When I came to, it seemed a little chilly. I looked down and found that my new suit was gone. There I was in my underwear. After he complained to police. This is an it's an episode of Shameless. So what happened was (laughs) they got drunk. He uh, he passes out on a porch. And when he wakes up. Someone had stolen his suit, and he's just in his underwear. Suit right off him. Yeah, took it off. Okay. Wow. Afterwards, Reed complained to police, and detectives checked pawn shops and came across Reed's suit. They examined the pawn ticket and arrested Robert Hinton, 28. Wow. (laughs) Uh, Part of the beauty of pawn shops is that it's pretty anonymous. 
Although police believe Hinton saw Reed on the porch and adroitly stripped off the suit, Hinton said he bought it from a stranger. Judge Gillis noted Hinton's record of 15 arrests, ordered him to pay Reed $40, and put him on probation for a year. He stole the guy's suit. He went... Yeah. I mean... But he... He took it off him while he was sleeping. That he is really it what while it was. He was. Passed out. I mean, let's let's. It's not sleeping. He was passed out. He was he, drunk and he passed was out. Passed out pretty bad. How passed yeah. out? Yeah. Do you have to that's be like, to not feel that's someone like operation? But all of your clothes. clothes off. Yeah. Yeah. You have I to mean, it's like... a suit's not easy to take off. It's a suit. No, not... we're yeah. talking about multiple layers of stuff. Well, probably probably Maybe loosened. A... The jacket off and, you know, jacket put it off, over tie chair. loosened. Ties Still. loosened. Yeah, you're not going to... Wouldn't come with the suit. The suit is just the jacket and the pant, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I assume there's so a belt, a tie. The tie's off. It Maybe would be very difficult to have someone, like, if someone woke up during that, you would have to just be like, it's not sexual. I'm a thief. <laughs> yeah. I feel very much like this is headed towards a blow, like something, you know? Yeah. Or or it is sexy. It's like a Bugs Bunny kind of situation where it's just yeah. like, you know, you affect a voice and you take, you know, a pant off of a <laughs> mostly not conscious person. And then yeah. You just yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I yeah. I think the real thing here is, I mean, like, congrats, the the criminal I'm going to give props to because you you were like, starting this to say guy sees a buck. Yeah. Well, this guy sees a buck everywhere. This really is like an episode of Shameless. Like, but the guy the guy here who needs help is the guy who passed out on the porch. Like, yeah, that guy needs a program. That guy. That guy needs yeah, help. I don't agree. Help. Not in 1952. Hero. He doesn't. Yeah. I think yeah. This that's is, the story. Pre program. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, we are. You know. Yeah. 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 These are the decanter days. This is way better. Um, well, what well, a strange little paper you found there, David Anthony. Yeah, what a um, weird year 1952 yeah. was. Strange. Yeah, 1952, I really yeah. thought it was going to be closer to things today, but that had a very 1890s feel to it still. Didn't where, it? Yeah, it really just did. totally well, odd and not really connective. Pajama issues. Uh, yeah. Marital. It really felt, it felt like, um, like a free paper that you would get in a small town. You know, or it's like, or a like zine. Burbank. It's like yeah, a you know very... Burbank Gazette or something. That's very true. It's like a whole <laughs> bunch of had... bullshit local news, and then <laughs> one guy's column, and like be sure to stop by Stella's boutique because she's got yeah. sun hats or whatever. The vegetarian yeah. party, very Burbank. The vegetarian party, yeah, very Burbank. Yeah. Um. Well, Dave, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, thank uh, you. At Dave Holmes on me. social media. Yeah. Uh, editor at large, Esquire. Yup. Um, Gay porn award show joke slinger. Yes. Alumnus. Um, alumnus. Alumnus. Uh, yeah. It goes on and on. I was, but, I, was not, uh, I was not honored at that ceremony my own self. Uh, not yet. But. Not yet. You'll get there. Yeah. You'll get there. Yeah. I have faith. I play, that's, I, but my back nine of my career will be as porny as possible. Definitely. I mean, why not? Yeah. Why not? I'm ready. Listen, yeah. in, this, in this late capitalist nightmare that we live in every every moment of your day is going to have to be monetized in some way so Thumb get it pass get it while you can yep. start Especially that only fans up and uh and dream big oh yeah. thank you that is valid uh all right well thank you to the two daves uh each who have thank a you. child named finn one with fur and yeah. one without one. some of these days you'll miss me honey